To celebrate the Korean Beauty Show podcast reaching over 10,000 downloads in 96 countries, today I'm answering your skincare questions. Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Welcome back to another episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. So I had the shock of my life the other day when I went to have a look at my podcast stats, which is not something I do all the time. So this would have been about three weeks ago. And I couldn't believe that we have already had over 10,000 downloads of the show, which is kind of crazy. Uh, to me, I guess, because this started as a little side project because uh, Australia went into lockdown. So as a way of sort of connecting with everyone rather than the usual K-beauty meetups that we used to host in Australia through Style Story, I thought a way to keep in touch might be to do a similar thing, but obviously over a podcast. And so back in May, I, you know, purchased a microphone on the internet and basically started podcasting. So I was so surprised, you guys, to see how many people have been listening. And I believe we're actually already over 11,000. So that is pretty crazy to me. Uh, We have had downloads in, I think, 96 countries uh, at the time of recording. So we've got listeners literally everywhere. Australia, the US, the UK, New Zealand, Malaysia, Canada, Germany, Korea, Thailand, the Philippines. Like it's just mind boggling to me. So I thought to celebrate the fact that the podcast has reached this milestone, I will answer your skincare questions. So I put a call out on uh, the gram to see if you guys did have some questions that you would like to be answered. So I'm going to run through some of those with you today. If we haven't already met, then welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. My name is Lauren Lee and I am the founder of Style Story, which is an online K-beauty platform where you can shop and explore the world of Korean beauty. And that is, of course, the purpose of this podcast as well. Uh, So I'm so thankful to everyone that is joining again today. And I would love to know where you're from. So if you haven't already, come and find me on Instagram. I am at lauren.kbeauty. I love to meet you guys um, and, you know, hear if you've picked up any tips or tricks, if you've incorporated any new products after listening to the the show. It's really interesting for me to see, I guess, how you're using the information or if it is useful to you. Um, So yeah, come and find me. I'm always up for a chat. So I'm going to kick off the questions that you had for me on Instagram. And the first one is uh, 
A really great question, and it is, what is PPM, or what does that stand for? So if you have explored a little bit, you know, of the world of Korean beauty, and you have some K-beauty products sitting on your shelf right now, you may have some products that have this measurement on them, PPM. And you might have been wondering, you know, what it, what exactly is that? What does it mean? Uh, basically, PPM stands for parts per million. So it's a type of measurement unit of the concentration of something in a product. So it basically represents part of the total number in units of one over one million. And it's a really common measurement used in labs. So that's that is why it comes through in skincare as well. So a little backstory, I guess, or a little bit of context as to why Korean companies will use this, you know, why even bother having that? And it's got to do with the Korean cosmetic laws. So the laws in Korea are quite interesting around cosmetics. And that is basically that if the particular product has the ingredient name in the title of the product, so um, maybe COSRX, you know, propolis ample or something, Sika um, toner or something like that, then the company is required by law to disclose how much of that ingredient is in the product itself. So that's the reasoning for it. And they can use PPM or they can use the percentage. So it's really up to the company, but they do need to disclose the concentration so that consumers aren't deceived, basically, so that consumers can look at that product and go, okay, this is a seeker ample or a propolis ample, and this is exactly how much propolis it has in it or seeker. So that is the whole um, story, I guess, to know with PPM. It is uh, really commonly used by labs and that's why you'll see it on products is because it's required to be there. Now, the next question was, do I need to reapply my hydrating products? So, you know, we probably have all heard that we should be reapplying our sunscreen throughout the day, but does the same thing apply to your hydrating products as well was basically the question. So in my honest opinion, if your products are doing their job, namely hydrating your skin, you really shouldn't need to reapply them throughout the day. If you're putting on a moisturizer that's doing the job for you properly and is the right fit for your skin type, it should last you the whole day. If you find yourself drying out throughout the day, then it may not be the, the right product for you. But I would say that exception to that are misting sprays. So misting sprays are amazing, especially if you live in a really dry climate or if you're in a room or a space with really harsh aircon or heating. So misting sprays are really, really popular in K-beauty because Seoul, especially in winter, is bone dry. There is like no moisture in the air. So um, you know, it, no matter how much moisturizing cream you put on in the morning, your skin will start to dehydrate throughout the day. And it, that's made a lot worse by artificial heating, obviously. So in Korea, what we usually do is we put humidifiers on in all of our rooms and our offices. Most people will have a mini humidifier literally sitting on their desk. Um, if not a bigger one sort of in, in their office space. And that is basically to counteract the effects of hydration, particularly in winter. Um, and then obviously as a category, sprays are super, super popular. So my top product, if you are looking for something that can help add that hydration back into your skin, particularly in winter, is D'Alba Piedmont's White Truffle First Spray Serum. And this is 
literally one of the hottest selling products in Korea at the moment. It is an absolutely beloved product. They advertise it everywhere. It's even in um, the elevator that as we ride up to our office, we've, we've seen the ads for it multiple times. It's really popular. Um, it is also a massive fan favorite in some of Korea's best and most popular makeup artist salons and shops. So one of the areas in Seoul where a lot of their celebrities go and have their makeup done for shoots is uh, in Cheongdam-dong. And a lot of the really popular, really like bougie um, makeup shops in Cheongdam-dong have it there. And they do it, they touch it up when they're doing makeup and things like that. They absolutely swear by it and love it. I was speaking with uh, a really popular Korean makeup artist the other the other week and she absolutely she loves both of them so we were bonding over our shared love of Dialba's white truffle first spray serum so that is absolutely a product I can recommend if you feel like you do need a bit of boost of hydration during the day but as a general rule I think if your products are doing their job and it's regular normal weather and you're not in somewhere where it's a really dry climate I don't think you should need to be reapplying um that that's my opinion I think maybe look for another moisturizer or some other products or maybe add a few more layers into your routine if you are feeling like you lack hydration but there's no other reason for that you know the weather is not to blame So last week on the podcast, I did mention to you that we are running a competition on the Style Story Instagram to win a one-on-one skin consultation with me. So all you need to do if you'd like to enter is leave a comment on that Instagram post and you will find Style Story at stylestory underscore kbeauty. So go and check that out if you haven't already. I am super pumped to have a skincare consultation with someone who would like one. Um, So yeah. Now, on to the next question. So, this question was a rather long one, but in essence, it was, is collagen in skincare a waste of time, basically? Um, This person had been told that, you know, injecting collagen is really the only way to get it into your skin. So, she was just wondering, you know, should I even bother having it in beauty products? So, collagen in skincare. It does serve a purpose, but it's definitely not for the reason that you might think. So obviously, you know, if you think about collagen and it's used in like fillers, um, you know, um, dermal fillers and things like that, you might assume that if it's in your skincare products, if you apply them to your skin, then that can boost your skin's own collagen levels. But that is actually definitely not very likely to happen at all and that is because the collagen molecules are just too big to be absorbed by the skin so there is a limit to what you the results that you can hope to achieve with topical skincare products containing collagen however what collagen is good for is as a humectant so basically a water binding ingredient that can attract and and keep water in the skin so this is great for dry skin and aging skin as well because it can help to plump the skin soften it and smoothen it and it also helps to properly hydrate it so In a nutshell, my own personal thoughts are I have no problem with collagen in skincare. I don't think it's a scam in that it is um, a hydrating ingredient, but definitely just ignore anyone that's telling you that applying collagen topically is going to somehow replenish your own collagen levels. That is just not going to happen. And the other thing I would say is I wouldn't spend a lot of money on products that have 
only collagen if collagen is literally the only good thing in there i don't think it's worth spending a lot of money but a lot of the formulas that i see combine things like collagen and peptides collagen and other humectants like hyaluronic acid so that is the kind of formula that i think is probably going to do a lot of good for people that have um you know dehydration that are looking to nourish and hydrate their skin uh again people that need more moisture in the skin people that skin is drying out because they're getting a little bit old um, so yeah, collagen in skincare is not necessarily a waste of time, but it really depends on the particular product and how they're marketing it, I guess. If they're trying to tell you that, you know, your, your own skin's collagen is going to be plumped up, then I would ignore that. Definitely. Okay. The next question was, do I need to apply skincare products on my neck as well? So I think um, this is becoming more and more popular that, you know, skincare finishes at your boobs. A lot of people, I know some people have been doing this for years, but I think it is becoming more mainstream. I guess people are more aware these days that they should be applying their skincare all the way down their neck. Now there's, yes, is the answer to the question. You should be applying it on your neck as well. So the skin obviously is the largest organ of our body and it doesn't stop at your face, even though, you know, some people do like to just put foundation right onto the edge of their jawbone and they don't do their neck. I'm the kind of person that blends it into my neck because I don't know about you guys, but my neck and my face are two different colors. And I think the reason is that your neck actually gets a lot more UV exposure and sun exposure than you would necessarily think. And it certainly gets a lot more than other parts of your body. And it can also tend to be a lot drier, the skin on your neck than other parts of the body. So because necks are also susceptible to wrinkles and discoloration and all those kind of things, I say go for it. Definitely put your skincare products on your neck as well. And a little bit of a hack that I have for you is that if you get a really good Korean eye cream, a lot of the formulas for Korean eye creams are designed to be applied on the neck as well and also on your marionette lines, so on your laugh lines. So April B have an absolutely giant eye cream. It's 75 mils, which is bigger than a lot of... Um, than a lot of face creams and it has collagen and propolis in it and that is the perfect kind of product that I would suggest to apply to your neck you can do your under eyes and then you can also do your laugh lines as well because it comes in such a huge um, bottle it's literally like it lasts forever you get so many uses out of it so I would say definitely do the products on your neck as well um, and do look for an eye cream that can double as a neck cream, something nice and, and thick, just so that your neck is nice um, and protected as well. And the same goes for your sunscreen. Obviously, you want to be doing that down your neck as well. So they were the skincare questions that I got from the people that answered the call out. If you have a skincare question that you would like answered, either just generally or on a future episode of the podcast, then please do come and find me. I would love to know what the question is. I love it when you guys throw me really interesting questions. Um, that is one of my favorite things to answer. So definitely come and find me. I am at lauren.kbeauty on Instagram. And if you haven't already, I would love for you guys to leave your review for the podcast. You can do that on Apple iTunes, or you can come over to the Style Story Facebook page and do that there so that other people can see your review. 
Um, I hope this got, this was interesting for you guys. Thank you again for reaching, I guess, 10,000 now, 11,000 downloads already. I'm really, really grateful that you guys have decided to tune in to my little COVID side project. So, you know, I'm starting to think maybe I should just keep going with my, uh, with my podcast. So let me know what you think. Let me know if you would like more podcast episodes, if you would like the the podcast to keep going. I know COVID is not over yet. We are definitely not out of the woods yet, but I would like to know your thoughts as well about the future of the show. And until next time, I will see you on Star Story. Star Story.